This is episode 100 of the Neuro Experience Podcast. I'm Louisa. I'm your host. A very exciting time. Um, we've reached the big one zero zero. I'm so excited. I'm looking back on this journey from starting the Neuro Experience uh, back in Australia. Um, started it primarily to get across my message with neuroathletics. It started off, if you look at episode one, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just wanted to get a message out there. It was the Diamond Project Show. Thank fuck. Thank God I actually changed that. Um, So now we're at the Neuro Experience. Then uh, probably, I think it was this time last year to be exact. Yeah, I think it was around September 15th, September, you know, between 15th and 20th of September 2018 that I built a partnership with Everlast Studio. Uh, So I'm happy. I'm grateful. It's been a fun ride. Um, podcasting is growing guys podcasting is getting bigger more prominent so my dream and my hope for neuroathletics and uh, the neuro experience has never been to go and just build the biggest podcast ever no it was a way for me to give information to the world that is not easily accessible to everybody which is why uh, we primarily focus on interviews, whether it's face-to-face or online, interviews with world-renowned doctors who can give you information to the questions that you cannot find. Um, So as a special episode today, I'm doing something, it's not with a doctor, it's um, with an entrepreneur that's been getting a lot and a lot of buzz. I thought I'd go a bit um, different this time and interview Fam Mercer. I'm excited. It's a it's a funny interview. Uh, I haven't done anything like it before. Fam is definitely one of a kind. He's very different. He's very out there. He's very truthful. And I hope you get something from it. As a special request, what we're doing today, Fam has a large fan base, okay? Fam has a large fan base. That's a tongue twister. So what we're doing for all of you out there who have ever wanted to get some mentorship from Fam. He is doing something very special for this episode. I'm going to let him take the ball right now and tell you what we're doing. If you listen to the podcast on Apple iTunes, I want you to go in, leave a review on the Neuro Experience podcast, leave a review, uh, put, uh, put your Instagram handle on there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through, I'm going to sift through and I'm going to find a winner. And the winner gets 15 minutes. All 15? 15 minutes on the phone with Sam. He's going to give you 30. He's going to give you 30. This is the first time I've ever done this. So all you have to do, go through, go on the Neuro Experience podcast, only on Apple iTunes, leave a review, put your Instagram handle. I'm going to announce the winner in a week and you will get 30 minutes on the phone with Sam. Go do it. Micro questions, not macro, micro, micro. Figure out what that means. Before we, you know, get into your story, I will tell you, you, um, a few people sent me, um, a post that you put up about neuroplasticity. You, you spoke about the brain and obviously um, being a, a brain coach, mental performance podcast, I had to get you on because you just seem to be speaking a lot of truth and anybody who speaks about mental performance, mental health, the brain um, definitely deserves to come on here. So before we get into it, tell us who you are, how you got here, what you've been doing and give us a b- brief background. I create the reality around me. Whatever it is that I want is what will happen around me. And everybody has the ability to do that with the right mindset. 
Okay, there's certain mindsets and there's certain processes that I work through in order to do what I do. I'm in 14 companies. I am launching three new brands. One of them that is probably going to stand at a hundred million dollars. I have an artist coming out. I just we just had a production company. Oh, and by the way, Little Wayne's intro, Carter Six. What's up, man? Weezy, I appreciate you, bro. You touched on a lot of things there. The one thing I want to point out is. You speak about mindset, being a mental performance podcast. Let's let's actually think about that because we've got a lot of listeners who are, I would say, fairly young. We've got health experts, we've got um, nutritionists, doctors, and then we've got this we've got this crowd who are very entrepreneurial. Everyone wants to start a brand. It's mm-hmm. 2019. We're going into 2020. Um, we've got social media at our fingertips. Everyone thinks mm. right now it's so easy to create a brand. It's so easy to create an image. And I'm on the other end of the spectrum thinking that it's not easy and it shouldn't be easy. Um, I've got this very big thing around mindset, having the f- you know correct mindset, fixed mindset. I hear a lot of things. So I want to know what your ideal, you know, your ideas around mindset are. Hmm. My idea around mindset, I mean, I think it's more of the conversation of who you surround yourself with, right? I always tell people, I always, my cheers, like anytime you cheers a shot, a drink or whatever, it's always, I always say, cheers to life and our common goals, Right? Talk to people about common goals because in the end, that is all that will matter because to live is to have a goal and run towards it. Keep running. That's it. Hmm. It's as simple as that. It's about who you surround yourself with. I don't even like people talking to me about nonsense, like whatever is stressing you out in a day and any of that. I don't have that type of energy that bogs my thought processes, right? If you, hmm. I'll just, I'll zone out. I won't even, I would just sit, I'm, just, I'm gone. I'll be mm. sitting right here, you're talking to me, and I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm somewhere else. I'm creating a $100 million brand in my mind. Mm. I don't have time to go through other people's thought processes or something stressing you. You know, when I was some, when I was some girls last night, and uh, it was just like, oh my God, how do I look? Like, oh, oh, you know, does this dress look nice? Is this? And I'm like, you've been discussing the same exact thing for 15 to 18 minutes now. Whatever, it doesn't matter what I say. Yes, you look beautiful. It won't matter to you in the next two, two to three minutes. You'll still think you look like however you look because in the end of it all, your reality is your perceptions, mm. right? Mm. That's it. So let's get into the actual brand, okay? Let's go one step at a time for the people who don't know you. Talk. Let's talk about changing a million lives. Um, you know, One Face was an interesting brand, and I and I still to this day I tell my team I'm like, man, regardless of how many companies win and all the things that we're doing, I don't think we'll ever be able to equate um, our success as big as One Face. I'm sure our revenues will be higher. You know, we did like 32, uh, 34 million or something like that a year churning with One Face. Um, but you know, I'm sure our revenues will be higher. But how high will our impact be? Mm. Okay, the next thing we have coming out is that pod one. We have a patent on that now. It's cool. It cleans AirPods, it cleans jewels, it improves people's lives. But one phase made a drastic difference on the ground that you could tangibly see. That's extremely hard to do. So when I used to go over there, and they, you know, a watch built these greenhouses, you built these wells, and you built these AIDS clinics, and you built these, um, you know, all the different like water projects and stuff that we had running through the village, and you saw that these people were getting water to their houses because of the money that came from the proceeds of a watch. That was mind blowing. But some idiotic lady was talking about, oh, why do you, why did you partner with a lot of charity partners that are overseas? 
and not you don't believe that America has problems? Of course I know that America has problems. I'm like, here's the difference. People overseas, when they live in these villages in Africa, India, wherever, wherever we were working at, people overseas, they do not have the opportunity to change their lives. America is a place where this guy on the street can go from being on the street, take some showers, put on some nice right. clothes, and go get a job at McDonald's or wherever it is that he wants right. to work. Right? Yeah. What do they have over there? You know, I, I, I think that way about Australia, okay? Born and raised in Australia, I've come here now to the United States, and I think myself as well, I think if you're unemployed in Australia, you can't get a job, you won't survive anywhere. And that's what I talk about when I talk about mindset. It's like, how can you harden the fuck up? There's people out there, I'm actually not sure about the unemployment rate here right now, but in Australia, it's very low because... Um, there's just so much opportunity. There is so much opportunity and wealth to be doing great things. And this is primarily why I got into what I, I got into because you look around you and I see this a lot and this is in my opinion only. I, I look around me and I see people coming up with challenges or um, issues in their day-to-day life when to me, when you do look at you know third world countries, they are real issues. You know, They're what you're wearing, issues. your Instagram photos are not real issues. I did an episode, which is probably my, my best performing ep- episode. It was a, a rant that I did. I think it may be episode, I know, 25 and it was you need to have an emotional license to have Instagram and I still to this day believe that because so many people get affected by really really small things you know I've got a love for the brain the human anatomy for several reasons and that's what keeps pushing me forward so why did you want to go out and help people in different countries why did you why are you doing what you're doing that's how I grew up you know I didn't even I so I didn't meet my parents till I was nine I was born in Doha Qatar but my dad, you know, my dad, we were we didn't we weren't rich, so my dad was like, oh, you know, we're just gonna go drop him off with my with my aunt, who's my mom's sister, in like the slums, in the in the in the hood, the ghetto part of India, the slums, right? That's where I grew up at, and I didn't even meet my parents till I was nine. So when I first met my parents, um, you know, my dad picked me up from the airport. He actually didn't even come to get me from the house. He had somebody sent for me. Anyways, he came to pick me up from the airport. I get to the house, and they're like, oh, go take a shower. I'm like, what does that mean? And like, there's go take a shower, like clean yourself. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go into the bathroom, and I, I'm like, okay, where's the bucket with the water in it? That's how we're used to taking showers. There's just like a bucket with water in it, and then there's like a chumbu, and then you take it, and then you put it over your head, and you soap up and stuff. So he's like, no, there's, and he, he comes in, and he turns these knobs on, and there's like water flowing from some type of metal bar that's inside of a wall, and that's a shower. I didn't know those things till I was nine. I didn't come to this country till I was about 12 or 13. I started my first business when I was 15. And then the rest is history. You're telling me that you didn't see a shower head until the age of nine. Yeah. That's that's some that's pretty deep. And look, I gotta tell you, congratulations to where you've gotten to now. Because I think, you know, when you look okay. at some of the greatest leaders in the world, let's look at Oprah Winfrey, who's gone through, you know absolute pain emotional Mm. spiritual sexual emotional hardship and yet she's still one of the greatest leaders of all time Mm. and then you get really privileged kids and you find them now going in and out of rehab and I that's the sort of thing I love to find out you know if we could dissect your brain what would it tell us if you could dissect my brain what would it tell you how does a boy coming from absolutely nothing from the age of nine not seeing um you know a proper shower head not meeting his parents be where you are today. That's something that really fascinates me. I strive for greatness. This is about making an impact on the world and dying historical. How did you get to this country? You, you were born raised in India, met your parents at nine. You came here at 15, did you say? I came here at like 12. I started 12? my first company when I, at 15. 
What was your first company? The Split Jerseys. I'm the founder of the Split Jerseys. You know, the half after Nelly Super Bowl halftime show. Wow. So how does a boy, I'm trying to get real, as you can see, I'm trying to strip apart all the layers because yeah. I know people listening are probably like, how, though, how? Like, what did you do? That oh, was a pretty crazy story. Different world so we back were, then, we there was were, no we internet. Were very, very, no, the internet was out. The internet was in its okay, infancy no stage. Media. I'm talking about, I'm talking about conversion rates of like 78%. I'm talking about click through, like through the roof, right? Because it was like in, the internet's in an infancy stage. Who am I competing with? No, dial up. Yeah. Was, no, was it dial up? Yeah, it was dial up. Yeah, you're right. But it was interesting because when we made the jerseys, I was like, I was about 14, 15. So when we made the jerseys, um, we were selling them at like, at like different things, like Bears camps and like, uh, you know, like high school games and things like that. People would buy them. And it was cool. At that age, you know what I'm saying? The revenue was cool, but it was cold in Chicago. I was like, I can't keep doing this. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be standing out here and selling shit out of my trunk. I don't have time for this shit. So it's like, so my, so my partner at the time, he's like, what do we, I'm like, I'm just going to get this on famous people. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you don't know any famous people. I was like, I know, I don't know any, but I'm going to get it on all the radio DJs. Those are the most famous people I knew. Boom. So I hit up Dub, I hit up Bulu, I hit up everybody. And I was like, yo, we can get you these jerseys for free, you know what I mean? We'll see where this goes. Cool. All got jerseys made. This guy named Nelly comes into the studio to do an interview a week before the Super Bowl. And uh, he's like, man, I think Bulu was the one interviewing him. He's like, man, where you get the uh, the jersey from? He's like, oh, this kid I know makes them. So he gave his number to his manager. Kiwan called me like later on that day. And he's like, yo, this is Keys, man. Uh, this is Kiwan. I represent Nelly. I was like, Nelly who? He's like, Nelly the rapper. I was like, man, get off my phone, man. You playing games. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, yo, Bulu gave me your number. For real? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, what's up, bro? And he was like, man, you know, Nelly said he dig the jersey. If you make one for him, he's going to wear in the Super Bowl halftime show. I was like, okay. I was like, done deal. So then flew out, gave him his jersey, and kept his word. Surely enough, that's still one of the most legendary Super Bowl halftime Sick. show of all time. Just- Aerosmith, Britney Spears, Nelly, Justin Timberlake. I don't know if there's been one better. I don't know. So it just took that one person, and so from there it grew? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say that, right? I mean, like, we got a lot of press from it and whatnot, and we used it, we utilized it on our site. I mean, we had a lot of, like, hard press. At that mm-hmm. time, we're talking about newspapers, magazines. Um, there was blogs and stuff that were out. We got the blogs and stuff. The traffic came in, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it did really well. But it, it was just the asset that we used more of that it was like, mm-hmm. dude, it's in the Super Bowl halftime show, you know what I mean? But we got like massive exposure. I mean, how much does an ad cost in a Super Bowl right about now? A million about four right million now. right now. Yeah. Four million right four now. Four million right now. Yeah, I think it's four point two, it's up. So okay, so we're there, we're when did we close that up and start the next business? You're what, around seventeen? So I now? sold out of yeah. So then mm-hmm. we got we got to the you know, we got to like the six figures, high six figures. Um and then the jersey this guy, Jay Z Jay-Z makes a song. This is at the time that Jay-Z controlled culture. This guy, Jay-Z. So Jay's, <laughs> Jay, yeah, so Jay makes a song. This is at a point in time that Jay controlled culture. There was a yeah. point in time where literally Jay-Z controlled the culture of not only hip-hop, but the culture of how all these kids dressed and what they did, you know, because they looked up to these people on, in, such, in such a light, right? Yeah. So it was like hard knock Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay comes out with a track. He's like... I don't wear jerseys. I'm 30 plus. Give me a fresh pair of kicks and some button ups. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, this shit is over with. I'm tripping out. 
I call my partner. He's like, bro, it's just a rap line. I'm like, you're an idiot. It's not a rap line. This is going about to shift the culture because he keeps saying this shit. And then he yeah. starts wearing what he's saying. And he's like in all these videos now. He has like custom clothing like this. Yeah. He's in, he has his name on his, on his cufflinks and all types of things. So then the culture shifted to wearing what Jay-Z is wearing, dress shirts. Mm cufflinks or mm. certain things like that so I sold my part of the company to my partner he actually still sells jerseys he loves it it's great he can do his thing that's see what like you literally executed you saw the market you saw what was going on instead of thinking about it you executed made a decision yeah, yeah. so then we so then after I sold out of that we started CMG which was custom made gear custom made gear did all the clothing for videos so if you said Chris Brown's old videos Young Jock yo shout out to Young Jock man still love your music uh, really appreciate everything you've done for us um, Young Jock, Chris Brown, all the Joel Santana, all these guys. Um, now they want custom things mm. because Jay Z is wearing his name on his shirt. So everybody's like, so Young Jock hits me up. I still remember being on the phone, Rico Brooks. He's like, yo, Jock said he just wants his face as big as he can on his shirt, but the watch got to be in it too. So it's just like Young Jock. I have a photo of this somewhere. It's Young Jock like this with a Rolex and it's huge just on a shirt I'm like you're gonna wear this you're like yeah it's just crazy man I was like alright bro do your thing so we did like it's going down video and all this stuff man um, that's where that's where the culture shifted to was like the custom uh, the custom apparel so everybody mm -hmm. wanted everything custom so what we did was if everybody wanted everything custom we ran an XXL source every single magazine all the stuff that you saw in videos was now available on our website so everybody started wearing that. Mm. That was the next one. You know, it's it's so interesting to see the intersection now of culture, rap, sport, music, fashion, um, especially now with New York Fashion Week. It's so interesting mm -hmm. to me how you can get, you know, right now you talk about, you know, Jay-Z being, you know, putting out one sentence out there can shift the whole culture. That's like now with Drizzy or with um, LeBron, they can literally whack on a, you know, I don't think so. And as much as I love Drake, you know, did the so far going tour with Drake. I love Drake. Drake's 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 awesome, but I don't think Drake has the power to do that. I don't think I've never seen power like that since like Malcolm X. I don't think these guys have the power. It's too much now, right? It's too much content. Yeah. One man doesn't hold the power anymore. At that time, at that point in time, he did. That guy had it. Yeah. But now it's too much content. Like people are like are oh, cool. Drake said that it's awesome. Move on. So where are we now then? The watch company came into play. No, no, there was a lot of other stuff in between. I worked with Puff. I worked with Diddy for a while. We did the whole Diddy Dirty Money tour. We don't need to go into details of that, but they know. Diddy, we don't need Diddy, to go into Diddy, The parties that were his after parties did better than the whole tour. All right. So, what fascinates me? So, have you gone back home? Have you gone back? Have you of seen course. your parents? You, you I went see back them? and I built a shower. Them? You went back. You built a shower. Yes. Actually, um, and guess what? What? They never use it. They've never used it? Why don't you bring them I'm out like, here? Oh, my God. I try. I try. I try. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. My, my dad was born and raised in Cyprus. And, you know, a similar story. He, was, he had a chance to go to Australia and make it. And if he, stayed in, if he stayed in Cyprus, he would have been probably in the same position like with your parents. And um, that's where I think why he was so successful in what he did and where I got my um, hustle, I would say, from. Because when you come from nothing and when you have to work and, you know, he's, I think he worked two jobs to save up for his first car, which only cost him back then like $1,000. But 
he showed me what true hard work was and what entrepreneurship was. And that's what I try and now embed in every single thing I do. Right. So let's talk about now, let's talk about the state of social media because I see you on there. I see you spitting a lot of, you spit a lot of truth bombs out there. I love, I love following your journey. Um, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I mean, the state of social media, the the state of, this is what crazy, I was just telling him, I was like, this is what's crazy, right? People are like, oh man, people are always shooting videos, man, like it's just so crazy. I'm like, welcome to 2019. We will shortly be in 2020. This is an era where people intake reality through this. I can say something to you in person. I can say something to you in person. But if you consume it through this device, oh my God, I just said something crazy to you. And this will change your reality. It shifts your reality. The way that you take things in, people people do not even live in this reality anymore. They live in this reality. It's a scary reality. This is, yeah, this is it, right? It's because scary. you are the sum of the content which you take in daily. Yes. You are the yes. sum of the content which you take in daily and that's what these people do. That's all they do. Every single mm. human being that has one of these is taking in this content. I go to India and third world countries and they just sit there on their phone. I'm like, oh my God, for hours. We're talking yeah. about the whole day. Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, I I see merit to it. Yes, I'm obviously, I'm on. It depends. I see merit to it, but I don't like it. I mean, there's a girl who just made a billion dollars. Kylie Jenner is the youngest and richest. If you'd say self-made, I will have to. uh, (laughs) Not not self-made, but it's because of this. You want a billion dollars? Cameras. You want you want a billion dollars? Cameras. You want brand deals? Cameras. You want power? Cameras. Talk about it. We have to thank Ray J, right? Listen. I don't think so. I think you have to thank their mother. It's not Reg. Reg nice. is Reg. No, no, no. Talk about props Reg. for no props Anyways. for Chris Jenner. Chris Chris Jenner is, is a beast. She's a beast. She's a beast. No, so like, I understand what you mean. That shit sucks, yeah. you know, to have a reality show. I told you, I got pitched to get my reality yeah. show, but I'm like, yo, half a million dollars. I'm not doing that. You guys are gonna ruin my life. Like following me around with four cameras all day long. You think I want that type of shit in my life? I don't yeah. want that. It's already too much attention as it is. So it's like Kylie Jenner has has that type of power to mm-hmm. make that type of money because of the cameras recording her. There was another guy who had some power. There was this guy, right? He became a billionaire. He made the world's largest car company, the fastest growing car company ever in history, okay? He was a guy, he grew up on a farm. He was a very simple guy. His dad, his parents were farmers. He never bought fancy things. He never bought houses. He never bought cars. He didn't buy things of that nature. So he's like, what am I going to do with this money? Where am I going to allocate it? So he comes up with an idea because he hates his investors. His investors are classists. A classist is someone who wants something and doesn't want someone else to have it. So they say, stop making these cheap cars. You're making cars for $1,000, $2,000. Everybody can afford it. Mm. You need to make cars that are $6,000, $7,000 so only we can afford it. Mm. says, I'm not doing that. It's like, stop asking me to do that. So he's pissed off at his investors. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to hire every cameraman in the United States. That's what he does with his money. (laughs) Everything that this man said was in the paper the next day, published in the paper the next day. He announces to the public that he's stepping down from his company Mm -hmm. and his 30-year-old son is taking over the company. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I will be, he says, I'll be in direct competition with the company. Mm. Okay? Goes to Boston, hires the biggest bank in Boston. When that hits the paper, everybody starts selling their shares, selling their shares left and right. The day that Henry Ford died, he owned 100% of Ford Motor. Cameras. 
It's the power of cameras. It's the power of how people so, perceive things through a lens. Yeah, but you're saying that everyone has the ability to do that, right? And you know, I'm a huge Gary V fan. He speaks about it often. He speaks about execution. He speaks about content, content, content. If you're not doing at least 25 um, pieces of content a day just for one platform like oh, LinkedIn. that's noise. That's noise. But he noise. has. But here's the thing. Not everyone can afford to have cameras on them. Not everyone. Some people have noise. to work a nine to five. How too can we get content noise. out there? Too much there? noise. And I told Gary this. I know Gary. I told Gary, I was like, it's too much. You're telling people to go create 25, 50 pieces of content or what? I was like, what is it that you say? What is it that you say, no, Gary V, in your shit? You regurgitate the same nonsense. Marketing principles say you need to say something 17 times to get into somebody's head. You need to serve an ad three times in order to make a sale. CPA costs. Depends how good you are. Yeah. Depends on how good the uh, the brand asset is, more of. Okay, so what are you saying? Uh, a kid says, "You know what? I like this rubber ball. I want to. I want to start marketing it. I've invented this rubber ball. I think it's going to be amazing. Now I just got to get content up and just put it in the the best way possible." It's noise. When I say that about Gary, I like Gary. Like I think he's an intelligent guy. But I'm like, you can't just keep regurgitating the same thoughts when you say something on camera. Okay, mm. say some shit that matters. We talk about work processes. We talk about systems. We talk about structures. We talk about how to scale a brand. We talk about how to get to the 50 to 100 million dollars. I'm not just giving you anything to just motivate you and just say the same nonsense over and over. There's already too much noise out there to keep serving more noise. So why pollute the earth with just noise and more noise when you can actually put something into the world that will change the world and have a girl go find her long lost cousins in the Philippines? Well, then why is he winning? Why is he winning? Yeah. What is he winning at? He just keeps putting out more content. Well, he, he's doing significant work. He think, I, I, in my eyes, I like him as an entrepreneur. I, I think he's doing well. I think he's a leader in on, that. On camera. <laughs> but I know the people who hold some of those contracts and those ad budgets have not gone well. Let's just say that and keep it there. Do you ever listen to Andy Frisella? Yeah, I like Andy. He just did a, an episode probably about four months ago and he was actually recurring what you just said. He was saying... He thinks it's ludicrous that people, you know, some, you know, Gary V. He didn't say Gary. He just said, I think it's ludicrous to be putting out or advocating putting out fifty pieces of content a day. Um, you should be, I'm you like, should be doing, you know, doing? one, two things a week. But then you, that's a skewed model there because you look at two of the great people and you're like, well, what do you do? No. no. When you drop something, here's the thing, right? Let's say when we're making music, okay? Do you know how many tracks that Drake has that he's never released? There's hard drives that 40 has mm. that will stack up larger than his roof. How many tracks of Drake have you heard? Think they fit on one hard drive? They surely do. Yeah. Won't even fill up the hard drive anywhere yeah. close, okay? So it's about what do you release? Mm. You just talk shit and you just release it into the world. No one gives a fuck. It's yeah. just noise. Yeah. When you say some shit, have some fucking meaning behind it so people can actually go take a tangible action. So you got me started on this. Now I'm going to go on a rant. Good, shit. I love it. Wait, okay, Jesus let's get into Christ. target audience because I think you can't just spit things out and just, uh, unless you're using your platform for, you know, I just want to empower people and be good. But then uh, the way Instagram is going now, people are really using it for, a platform of business to market. Oh so then you got to find your target market. It's like, well, what if you're speaking to, you know, what if you're not making sense to your target market? I, was, I don't even want to talk about that. I'm just going to tell you where Instagram is gone. You know what's dope? It's like as creatives, say, did you hear me? As creatives, you know, we have, now we have a platform. Now the world has shifted. 
Social media has given us a platform. Behance used to be the shit. I scaled half of my company from Behance.net. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. Behance.net, right? Our, the creatives are now what's up. Mm. We always have been, but sometimes we didn't have that platform. Back in the day, it was all about engineering. Go to school. Go be an engineer. Go be a doctor. Go be a pharmacist. Whatever. I'm a creative since the day that I was born, and I'll die one. You know what I mean? Mm. I've gotten suspended out of school one time for draw, for drawing. We had this huge submarine. We had this huge submarine in the uh, that we were going to put up in the hallway, and everybody was supposed to color their face. I colored my face green. I was like, I'm underwater. I'm like, you know, green. They suspended me out of school for a week for that. I was like, what? I was like, you're discouraging creativity. You know how many times, even now probably, that they discourage creativity? Instagram, I can go to Instagram right now. Look up hashtag illustrator, mm. and I guarantee you over 100,000 photos pop up. Mm. This is about creativity. Creativity is what leads the world. Innovation is what leads the world. That is why America is America. We are the innovators of the world, and no country is competing. You're not even close. So a, a, a question that I get asked a lot is, when you're creating a product or a service, what if it's not interesting enough? Like an optometrist, how are they going to create creative content around it? Oh, my God, it? amazing. Optometry? What do you okay, mean? Let's, there's so okay, many let's think psyches. of something, you know, like someone who makes there's, hammers. There's know. so many psyches into, 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 what, into what optometry is. <laughs> Nails or something that I know nothing about. What optometry is. Okay, what? let's okay, let's get off optometry. What I mean is, can you You know what's you interesting believe- here? I'll give you an asset right now since we're talking about this optometry. Yeah. You know what's dope about optometry? You ever been to the thing and you see you look through the thing, right? To see the uh the letters on the wall? Yeah, yeah. You know what the dopest part is when they switch it out. Yeah. When they're switching it out. Why? I have a macro, I have a macro shot. Say you feel me? I got a macro shot coming in on when they're switching it out. And then the camera shoots through the lens and it's shooting at the things on the board with the letters and now they're all changing but now they change and they create something whatever the optometrist <laughs> name is <laughs> that is whatever. sick I, I hear you I dig that but listen what if you haven't got okay I'm, I'll challenge you what's up you let's, let's talk a, to the 25 year old uh, girl who's just started her optometry business she's weighing deep in debt she's paying off school fees she's not she hasn't got money or the means to actually hire a videographer then a graphic designer then a a, a Whatever, whoever puts together movies and cinematography to make it creative for the internet. Because right now, what I know is that creative, you're right, creative wins. Yes, it does. But creative costs money, right? What if it says something like, vision is the truth? Whatever it says. What, what if, if it said something like that? And that's how the asset comes together. To I mean, you threw that out, so I just made an asset around it. So that's how this works. But... Yeah, you can still do that even on low budgets, but it's about the creativity of it. But I love like the creativity of human beings because I think as all human beings, we are meant to be creative in some way, shape or form. I encourage my son to play every single instrument in every single sport because I need him to figure out his passion because only when you figure out your passion is when you win at whatever it is that you're doing. I do this all day, every day. I don't sleep. You can talk to my team. They're like, he only sleeps three hours a day. It's kind of ridiculous. Wow. What type of performance enhancing drug are you taking? Energy, natural energy. Sometimes I sleep. So like every like maybe like five days, maybe like third day, five day depends on when it kicks in. When my energy starts dying, I'll take a sleeping pill and knock out for twelve hours. Melatonin. Yeah, heavy melatonin though. Twenty milligrams. Fifty milligrams. You're taking fifty. Yeah. Wow. I'm out. So like twelve hours, I'm out. When I it's wake in- up, I I'm, I wake up like I'm possessed. 
Yeah, you know nice. I mean? I'm levitating out of bed with Adele playing in the background. Like, I- <laughs> Uh, look, I kid you not, the more melatonin you take, the better because when you take that, you know, when you take between like 10 to 20, you actually have, as you said, lucid dreams. You wake up, you ki- it's I so weird. Like that. You did, you text me something yeah, like that. I'm yeah. excited because um, it's a. Life is a lucid dream. What do you mean by that? Life is a lucid dream, right? Like this could only, this is all like a dream. Like because your reality is your perceptions. So everything that you want around you is what you create. The friends who you hang out with, the thought process you have, um, you know what you think about, what you do. That is all your decision. Mm. If you choose to go with the opinions of others or choose to you know, uh, make others happy, let's say, then that's your prerogative. It is definitely not mine. Mm. My only prerogative is to make an impact on the world. That's it. Every single thing that I do, I have a bracelet that I wear. It's not on right now, but um, purpose. You know, what's your word dot com? Chris, mm. Chris's company. Mm. You know, Chris is a very close friend of mine. I came in on that company. One of the first people to come in on that company. So I was, you know, I, I loved, I love it. Like it's like, what's your word? It's your intention that you, and I'll get you one. It's your intention that you put out into the world and you wear it around with you. Mine says purpose. Everything I do in my life has a purpose, and everything that I create has a purpose. Even with the music we make, you know. We try not to make degrading music or negative music or anything that would give you any negative thoughts. Well, let's get on that. The music you create, you just, you just, um, you texted me a photo of an amazing studio that you just built in Miami, right? You've got studios everywhere. Flowrider Studio. Flow, Flow, I appreciate you so much, man. Every time I go to Miami, it gives me a studio for free. Like, I had it for a week. Wait, that one? Oh. It's like a fucking spaceship. So that's not your one. That's Flow's. That's Flow's studio, yeah. Uh, I thought it was That's where we work out of, but he gives me that for free, man, for like a whole week, man. It's the largest studio in the United States. It's a compound. It's bigger than this whole place. He did say that. That's amazing. There's 28 rooms in there. They look like spaceships. So what are you doing in the music industry? Everything. Just got on the, just got on Wayne's new album. Um, Congratulations! You know, Foreign grounds, yeah, thank you. Foreign grounds. Uh, so all the production of it, uh, we have an artist coming out, Sprouto. The album drops here yeah. pretty soon. Um, yeah, a lot of different stuff, but it's it's coming. Like a lot of production for a lot of major artists, you know. Mm. It's about creating those tracks, and then sometimes I flow on them. So like I'm like cool. This is the reference. You know what I'm saying? So like this is the flow on it. So if you pick up if you pick up my flow and you take my lyrics, then now you owe me another twenty percent. I already get fifty percent because I do production. Mm. So even with Wayne, for example, it's it's Lil Wayne, but it's still fifty fifty. Mm. Okay, I'm obviously not gonna flow on Wayne's track. I can't. I'm not gonna. You know, so respect to the goat. You you're dipping your toes in everything. You're in fashion. You're in um, you know apparel. You've got music now what's the future like what's the next five years going to be oh my god who knows i don't know life is a journey that only progresses life is a journey that move on and you know what's crazy I, I wrote a letter to myself every single thing that i wanted to accomplish in my life i have accomplished but my reality is even brighter than my dreams were i don't even have dream. i don't even i don't know where i'm going with this i you fucking know what I love mean? that no no i, I love that my reality is brighter than my dreams are, but I work every day to make that happen. This is not something that just happens. This guy, I tell you, all my close friends, this guy never stops work. Like, I'm always working on something because I want to be creative. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking sit around and watch fucking movies and shit. Mm-hmm. I haven't even been in the movies for like over a year, mm-hmm. but I went with my son. We just saw some terrible movie. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> Ready or not, terrible movie. Don't watch it. But yeah. Um, we're leading to the getting to the end of the podcast. Mm. All right, so I'm going to ask you something that I ask a lot of the guests on here, and that is, 
what's the one piece of advice that you could give the world that they could um, implement or use to change their lives? If you had to give one piece of advice. Never live in monotony. You are, your reality is your perception and your actions is what changes your reality. I would argue that people who chase their dreams and their purpose look better, feel better, act better, and are a lot happier than someone who is not. Because if you think about it this way, your whole body is a lot of DNA strands that are moving at a certain frequency, the cells in your body, okay? If you are not pursuing your purpose, you go into this state, it's called depression, and you get bogged down because you're doing the same nine to five shit every single day, and you get bogged down and your creativity is taken out, and you go into this place called a depression, right? Mm. But the thing is, you are the only person who has the power to lead yourself out of that place, right Mm. and today is the day that you can start it's never too late to start ray Kroc, 42 craig newman 44 the kfc guy 65 it's never too late to start like today is the day that you start but you have to start no one else is going to do it for you today is a day find your forte i'm out um, fam, thank you so much for coming in. Um, loved having you on episode 100. Guys, go and find fam at fam Mirza on Instagram and at I am fam. I am fam on Instagram.